town you never heard of. Hey everybody, welcome to the Common Folk Podcast with Ben, Morgan, and Andy. Welcome back to Common Folk. What's so funny? <laughs> I was just thinking something in my own head. Uh, you know the movie, you know, where they're get oh, I can't even think of it now, where they're about ready to go on air. With, um, Not sure. And they're like back and forth. Anchorman? Yes, there you go. And they're just oh, yeah, saying the... all this stuff and they look like they're being really mm-hmm. cute to each other, but they're like, fuck you, like, you know, like. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Ron Burgundy. Ron yeah. Burgundy and, yeah, the... You're Christina a Applegate. filthy, filthy whore. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah, you're a, pi- you're a dirty pirate hooker. <laughs> That's <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, and then they're just laughing, and they're like... <laughs> right, yeah, yeah all and then that. it goes live, and then they right, put on exactly. the face. Yeah. That's so, what I was thinking of. I've never thought about that before. But. You gotta lock it up. Lock it up. <laughs> Try it sometime. <laughs> we just did. No, I mean, do it, like, before. Oh, okay. The little back and forth, yeah. and button it up. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, what's up, Andy? What do you got going on? Well, I wanted to get Jeff back in yeah. to the fold. Um, uh, you guys just had the one box out there in Broken Bow not too long ago, and for people that don't know, um, Jeff Molnix has a, plays a big role in the one box that raised a lot of money out there, a pheasant hunt. Um, and we've had you on before, so I wanted to get you back on because mm-hmm. when we left it off, you had a lot of irons in the fire. You still do. Still do. And kind of selfishly, I wanted to know where he was at with some of this stuff. And some of our listeners that I that I talked to are like, so where, where is it with that? Well, when we chatted before, we, we did a couple episodes with Jeff yeah. before, didn't we? Well, we talked about Pop-Up and where that's going. Yeah. So, uh, Jeff, where is Pop-Up? It's the holidays. Is this a big influx for something like that? Or do people already have their blinds purchased? Generally not. It's that time of year when duck season is in full swing. Mm-hmm. It does somewhat progress from Canada down to down south, mm-hmm. of course. You know, we start they start thinking about duck season in August, July, August in uh, Canada. And then as the weather cools off down south. So we, we kind of follow that migration, if you will. But most people are not buying duck blinds for, for Christmas. Christmas. No. Most people aren't that cool. Yeah. Well, most <laughs> people probably don't want to, like... <laughs> Throw out. I'm not that they're expensive, they're expensive. but yeah, they're like yeah. that's a lot. And you're, mm-hmm. I mean, who's going to buy a gift for their loved one or their friend that it's a custom boat blind? It's like, not like it's going to be a surprise. <laughs> yeah, they got to, they got to be involved in the process. And the last oh, thing you want right. to do is get somebody a blind that. Yeah, yeah. Could you imagine you come home and like four out of five days, Morgan's with the tape measure measuring your boat? <laughs> you'd, you'd be on to her, I think. Yeah, calling call some weird number <laughs> on, on a guy she met online. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just a little bit weird. Yeah, no doubt. I've so. never um, been waterfowl hunting. So what is the season? When's the time of year? Um, it starts in Canada around the 1st of September. And oh, okay. In Nebraska, we're kind of unique. We have different zones, and so you could virtually hunt waterfowl in Nebraska early to mid-October all the way through almost the end of January. Mm. Oh, wow. In different areas. Mm-hmm. So you'd have to travel, of course. So out, yeah. out in the western part of the state, it's what's known as a, wa- a waterfowl production area, so they get an extra two or three weeks of waterfowl hunting after ours ends in G- the beginning week of January. Do you ever even have time to do that yourself? 
I wish I did. <laughs> That's normally it, what happens, right? It, yeah, it's, and it's odd um, for us. So for most companies in the outdoor industry, they're buying products overseas, um, having having it made in China. They they bring in their containers, mm-hmm. if you will, and mm-hmm. in the springtime they send it out to their dealers and distributors and retailers, and then they use the fall or hunting season to go create content for social media and mm. and what have you. We're different in the sense that we were made to order and you order a blind. And so here we are um, still building blinds because we can't uh, – we just can't keep up. You can't – it's, it's yeah. the same story, Bros. You can't find help. Um, yeah. And at some point, you're just – you hate to even – <laughs> you need to even look for help, right? Because you send stuff out, and then you got to get it back and pay shipping and, and fix it. And not that we don't make mistakes, but yeah, um, you you have a little more um, quality control when you're doing everything yourself. So. Oh my gosh, that's so true. Yeah, yeah we run into that. Um, I was just looking back, and it looked like when we talked about your pop up blind company, that was April of 22. I can't believe it's been that long. Yeah, really. Yeah. We're yep. running up on our hundredth episode pretty soon here. Pretty cool. So, okay. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we went through just kind of all the background of that and what you guys do and the family-run brand and all that. Um, I guess since then, has, has much changed for you guys or still kind of trucking along? Things have grown, obviously. Yeah. That's the whole goal, I think, when we start mm-hmm. a business. Is, and maybe sometimes you're careful what you wish for. Right. And oh. we just looked at the video, right? Right. Um, <laughs> you know, you want to grow a business, but, man, there's so many, regardless of what it is, there's growing pains. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you get started in your own, your own business because you get tired of that thumb on you. At some right, regards, or, right. or mm-hmm. there's multiple reasons. You yeah. know, sometimes you just um, you know, there's a need or a service, and you want to make some some money. And mm-hmm. um, but as it grows, it creates. It's almost like starting a whole new business because it creates yeah. a whole other set of issues that mm-hmm. you didn't even think about. Mm-hmm. Um, so things are growing. Um, whew, uh, we social media. I was just talking with Andy. We had a real a month and really month and a half ago. Had a reel, had no idea. I've spent thousands of dollars on videos t- to post online mm-hmm. and never got really any traction like I wanted to. And, you know, you spend a couple hundred bucks every month to boost it and all these things yeah. happen. And and everybody wants your business to manage your social media and nobody can tell you how they would do it. But <laughs> And then you post a, a, a reel and it, it, it brought in 250,000 views or something. Hmm. And it's like, I wonder how did that happen? And, right, and I look right. at the content, and it's something I took off my iPhone that yeah. I thought was really dumb. Mm-hmm. But people wanted to watch it. Yeah. So I call back some of these folks that wanted to manage my social media stuff. Say, hey, why did this happen? And they can't answer the question. Right. You can have my business if you can answer yeah. why this happened. Yeah. Well, sometimes it just happens. Yeah. So I kind of got the understanding as I'm watching this that – the flip top part of our blind where it's unique to us. Everybody else just has a blind and you stand up and shoot and Mm -hmm. you try to stay covered. So total concealment and that top flies open is unique to us. So the last blind, I, we don't get many blinds at our place. We had one we're shipping out. I had my wife record some different angles of how we were going through, uh, going through, um, um, you know, the process, mm-hmm. and a, a week and a half later, we're mm-hmm. at 1.3 million views. So That's crazy. It's unbelievable, um, but it just, again, be careful what you wish for, because now all of a sudden you're answering a bunch of DMs 
text messages because I'm really free with how to, people to get a hold of me yeah. with, you know, with my cell yeah. phone because I, I, you want that. We talked about that last time. Like, is there yeah. going to be a tipping point or a threshold there? And, right? yeah. and look at us. We made him wait on us. I mean, this is a busy man. Yeah. No, no, we're, we're all busy, right? <laughs> I mean, we're all busy. But this is why we do yes. things. I mean, it's kind of – this is fun, right? We get mm-hmm. together and we get to talk about what we do. And yeah. We mm-hmm. all – there's things that we talk about to each other as business owners yeah. that we wouldn't talk to anybody else about because they think you're whining and – That's so true. Bitching and moaning about yeah. things. They're yeah. like, suck it up. I wish I had your life. <laughs> right. 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 And we don't compl- – I mean, it sounds like we're complaining, but we're just really reaching out to folks that run their own companies and saying, is it really this way for you as well? Mm-hmm. Maybe we can get better. Maybe we can do things different. Mm-hmm. And we all find out, no, it it sucks for all of us <laughs> at certain yeah. times. Right, sure. Not, not that there's nothing wrong. There's not there's mm-hmm. not great moments that we all of enjoy, course, yeah. but yeah, it's fun. The social media thing is so weird, and I, I've i felt the same way about it, and that you know confirms it for me. Like, I feel like there's no rhyme or reason. It's really they just decide when they want to reward you and when they decide it mm-hmm. then you get it and you get it big time because they have so much control um you can sit there and you can throw money at it every day i feel like we were doing that for a while and i felt like the more i spent the more i had to spend i felt like if i was one mm-hmm. of one of their folks on the other side watching my company do what it was doing they were just kind of pulling the strings and like, okay, we can get him to spend a little bit more. If we only if we only make it hit this many people, he'll spend a little bit more. Yeah. And they just kept doing that. Right. And then every now and then you'd get a bone thrown to you, <laughs> you know, and then you'd yeah. be like, oh yeah, it works. It's like it's go- you know, like golfing, like you get one good hit and around, and you keep coming back. Uh, <laughs> one birdie. Yeah. And I just got I just got done with it. I was like, man, it's it's not doing anything, and I can't find anybody that can tell me how to make it do anything like you're yeah. talking about, other than to just. If I felt like everybody's um, explanation was, you just have to stick with it. You just have to keep putting Stay money consistent. into it. You just have to yeah. keep doing it. Yeah. And yeah, I'm sure there is something to that. I think you get rewarded by those companies by playing ball with them. Right. But man, yeah, it's it's definitely not like as simple as you would think. Where I can put something really cool together, and a lot of people are going to like it, and it's going to take off yeah. like wildfire. That's not the case. And. There's a little bit of that build a better mousetrap and they'll come. You know, that's not necessarily the case in real business. And that's definitely not the case with social media, yeah. video content. Um, the, some of the best duck hunting videos I've ever seen where was the opening shot was slow-mo, snow falling, all this crazy music made you feel like the world is coming to an end, mm-hmm. you know, really got you tuned in. And I think it was produced by some big-time money. But it had like 200 views on YouTube. Mm. I'm like, whoa! And then you're talking about your your eight second reel. I 1. saw 3 your reel off an iPhone. Yeah, off an iPhone. So yeah. like, um, and, and you were talking about Boost in there, uh, social media guy that one of those companies you're talking about. Uh, he says when you boost, you're just donating to Facebook yeah. or Instagram. Oh. You're just donating. He goes, don't do that. And in fact, I've heard where that can work against you, <laughs> and I feel that that might have happened to to me on my YouTube channel because I was. I wanted to get monetized. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get followers. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, if this is what we got to do, you know, spend $20 on this, spend $50 on that, let's do it. And now I'm, I'm not sure. Y- you know, I'm, I'm, I'm basically at the same point I was a year ago. Like, yeah. Was yeah. it worth it to do it? I mean, I got followers, but are they engaged? And are it's, they watching? It's really enticing, too, because you have a, 
you'll have a post or a story or whatever mm-hmm. Click here. that does well, fairly well, and then they put it in front of you and they're like, hey, to hit another 500 people, just yeah, put 10 bucks in it, you know, or whatever. And you're yeah. like, oh, what's 10 bucks? No big deal. Yeah. And then you go, you try that and then, okay, whatever. And then you hit a bunch of people that may or may not even mean anything. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's interesting too on the, on the YouTube side where, um, you know, I'm way too deep into this stuff, but some of the really small channels, I'm talking just a few thousand followers, they are raking it in big because the few thousand followers they have are really engaged yes. buying their products, interacting, spending a lot of time on there. So they're making money on the back end and the front end. So I, I don't know. I think it kind of it, – it makes me think of – I use that reference, uh, build a better mousetrap. Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't work in the real world. Why would it work online? You know, like yeah. Ben, you were talking about – you want to put a finite, and so do you, Jeff, right? You want to say, if I pay you $500 a month, I want this, this, and this. Well, that's you know, there's no guarantees. Yeah. There's no guarantees in real life. There's definitely no guarantees on social media. But we're kind of programmed to think, all right, if I'm buying advertising, I'm going to get this for that. Right. And, man, you really can't do it. No. Nope. You, you just can't put it in a box uh, online. Yep. Would you say your best advertisement, obviously, is probably people? Right, they, they buy it and go tell their buddy. Well, well I just had a uh, text from a guy the other day that said, hey, first season's over with the, the boat blind. I've hunted out of every boat blind in the market. It's the best one I've ever hunted out of. How I've got cool three, is that? It, it, that's what I told my wife. I said, this is, it's why we do what we do mm-hmm. because ultimately we have to make money to pay the bills and overhead and all these things. Yeah. But there's a moment in our lives where it doesn't matter what, for the customer, it doesn't matter if he had to pay $5,000 for that blind, he would have spent it. Mm-hmm. And if I made $5,000 on that blind, it didn't matter to me. It's something as simple as a text message that you get says, mm-hmm. hey, it's been, the, I've hunted my whole life. It's been the best blind I've hunted out of. I've got three of my buddies going to call you. And then literally in the next couple of days, um, this was Monday. So in the last two days, I've had phone calls from two of his buddies. Nice. Yeah, saying hey, we, in they're sold. I don't have to do anything. I got to get their measurements right, and, right. and yeah. make, make the blind. So yeah. that's so these, really cool. These buddies, they weren't bots. They didn't sound like AI bots. <laughs> as long <laughs> as they they know how to give you their credit card number, I don't care what they are. <laughs> give me all the bots um, as long as I got good credit. <laughs> so then you still have your wife and family helping too. A little bit. It's pretty much my wife. My dad's moved back from Texas, so he helps oh, good. do work. And you know, How fun is that to be able mm-hmm. to share some time yeah. with your dad and your wife? And um, it, I don't know. It, it, it's not for everybody. And then there's times I kind of joke around with folks. It doesn't look like Duck Dynasty around our place. I'll never forget the first time I made my daughter cry and 10 o'clock at night she's up in her room and my wife's like, go up there. I'm like, yeah. go up there. <laughs> You have to take the dad hat off, right? And, right. And, yeah. Or put your dad hat on and take yeah. the business hat off and say, mm-hmm. sorry. You know, and it's, it's tough as a dad to, yeah. to tell your kids you're sorry, but it was needed. You know, yeah. it's a humbling moment, and I think it's good for Yeah, and I'm sure that us. happens with spouses, too. I mean, there's times I'm like, you're okay. Sure, you're sure it happens well, or you know for no, a fact? No, I know it happens with us. <laughs> oh, I'm just saying <laughs> with him. I mean, I'm like, okay, boss mode, like, calm down. Yeah. Like, geez, can you be a nice husband? Yeah. Like, we're not working. Calm yeah. it down. We could do a whole episode on <laughs> just families and small business. You know, like families that work together, yeah. spouses, whatever, kids. Um, I 
I hear so many people, and we've, we've talked to other folks about this, you know, they try to act like, oh, it's so great. Like, oh, we just get along so well. I love working with my wife. I love working with my husband, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'd never have it any other way. They're full of shit, man. <laughs> like, there is good times, of course. But sure. it brings in a whole nother dynamic yeah. that people just don't realize. Uh, well, because it's we're human beings and we're... We've got that emotion that we, the reason we're together was because we loved each other and wanted to get married. And that's not always the case when You're deadlines and, and, and somebody made mm -hmm. a mistake and this happened and all of these things come into play and you have to separate yourself. I've not been good at it. It's very hard. Separating myself. And so I just say what I say and you have to look and go, and, and it wasn't very nice, right? And mm -hmm. you have you have to um, eat a little crow or um, yeah. whatever you want to say. Mm -hmm. You get it, right? And so I'm finding that this time of year, though, is, is particularly good because it's Christmas time, mm -hmm. and I like Christmas. I like Christmas music, and you know, Christmas, the Hallmark Channel's playing up in the loft and Christmas music, and it just makes you feel good about being an American mm -hmm. and owning an American business and working with your family. It mm -hmm. really yeah. does. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think what really prevails is how rewarding it is when your family all puts in the chips, mm -hmm. and then you get that text message, yeah. best blind I've ever, and you know your wife sewed on it, your daughter helped out with this or that. I mean, The first a, thing I did was send it to our group family, yeah. right, the seven of us group text, because I want them to understand this is what, this mm -hmm. is why we do what we do. That's what you guys have been working for, like, yeah. there's the reward. Yeah. yeah. And yep. then it extends out, you know, I'll go back yeah. to... Pull that a little bit closer to you. Yep. Uh, you, you guys, you're successful deer hunt. Yeah, and you shot me that text message right, that picture. Right, yep. Gary and I were freezing our nuts off on a hillside. <laughs> we were miserable, and we weren't seeing any deer movement. But you shot me that that picture of Morgan with your first buck, and we were both just so happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like it it extends out beyond just sure. You know the people that you were talking about. You get to. I don't know, kind of siphon off a little bit of that reward and feel good about it because you know we we helped out a little bit. Oh, and, a you lot. Know, and yeah. Garrett came and did that land survey and he gets into that stuff, so he was excited and I felt good for you. So yeah, it it is kind of a I don't know unless you experience it, you don't really really get it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Do you think that's why some people I know we're talking about getting it or not working with families decide not? to work with their family because they just don't want to mess with it and it's just easier to go somewhere else and then come home and be like oh my gosh Sharon <laughs> at work she was such a mm, you well, know that's the, that's the problem or, or that's what makes it tough is when you're at work inevitably you're going to have conflict mm -hmm. yeah it doesn't matter it's just going to happen so if you're having conflict with someone that you don't have to go home with it's a whole lot different like at the end of the workday, you go home mm -hmm. You can go talk to your husband or wife or whatever about that if you want to, or you can just blow it off and not worry about it until tomorrow, yeah. and then things kind of blow over overnight, whatever. But when that happens at work with the people you live with, like you just you know just said, <laughs> it just keeps then going. You go home, and it's not like, only live with, but you sleep with these people, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> or this person, yeah, yeah. Or you say, go sleep on the couch yeah. tonight. Yeah. So you go, you go home, and then you've got that to deal with. Like it doesn't, it doesn't just go away. You know what I mean? Like you can't just walk away from it. I just have a, you know, the you get kicked out to the doghouse. I was thinking, does your wife have a little pop-up line set up in the backyard for there you? you know, when you see that out there, you know, oh boy, I messed up again. At least I'd be warm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. It's a great endorsement right there. That's so funny. But how much is that? Is just because. 
of how we were raised as as people, right? And we were never really taught how to do that. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think yeah. my parents didn't talk about it. No, it's and not And we talk normal. about different things with our kids mm-hmm. that you look at and wish your parents or somebody would have given you some knowledge of on how yes. to deal with things like that. And, you know, freezing and walking away from somebody doesn't fix anything. It doesn't go away, mm-hmm. to your point, Ben. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can, it can go away overnight because it's somebody you just show up to work with, but not, not in a small business. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, and even at work, if you don't address it and hit it head on, and a lot of people don't because we don't like, you know, we don't like the conflict. Mm-hmm. We don't like making people feel bad or whatever mm-hmm. for the most part. But if you let it smolder, it's going to get worse and worse. I had a boss in one of my previous jobs where his way of dealing with it was to just let them figure it out. Like there would be a scuffle like you're talking about between this gal and that gal and goes, I just don't just don't pay attention to it and let them figure it out. Like <laughs> I'm telling you. That's not That's working. That's not going to work. not working at all, and it's going to spill over, and it, it always did. Mm-hmm. But he added in his head where, yeah, I'm not dealing with it. Like See no evil. Just out of sight, out of mind. Exactly. Yeah. Hear I no do, evil. You know? I do think the 24-hour, 48-hour like rule that a lot of sports coaches, like our oldest athlete, you know, went and got off and played D1 college but ball, but a lot of the coaches even growing up were like, you, there's an issue, parents – give us 24 hours you know like you need to calm down don't come and talk to me right after the game whatever Mm -hmm. i do think even that sometimes works where i'm like okay take it a second like if i'm still thinking about this tomorrow yeah 24 hours 48 hours later it's probably something Mm -hmm. i should address and i probably would address it a little bit more calmly but in the moment yeah that's a tough one when you're talking kids and sports that, well yes <laughs> yes that's another realm of emotions right Right, but i just feel like if you're having that conflict at work or something <laughs> you know sometimes i'm like in the moment like oh i just want to bite off his head but i'm like am i really going to care about this tomorrow is it really even worth it probably not so let's mm-hmm. just like wait yeah. i don't know i'm not saying i'm even the best at that <laughs> but i do think it's probably a good rule you are mad at ben a lot right? am i Jeez. no no i'm just giving you a bad time feel like it <laughs> i'm seriously getting a bad time <laughs> so rude it's about time i give you shit all the time that's totally fine andy i'll take it i'll take it it's usually how we like open a show is you flipping me shit and then yeah. there's a pretty good dose of it in the middle and then you know it's how we close it out so. yeah yep. <laughs> i think uh and you brought it up earlier jeff uh last time you had talked about your daughter doing some work with you guys and i think she was going to school or something was yeah, that right? Do yeah. I remember that correctly? Yep. She's and she's well. She's been married. So since okay. we spoke last, two kids are married. Um, one just we just had a grandchild a um, week ago. Nice. Yeah, congratulations! Um, congratulations. Yeah. Okay. So you're a, you're a granddad. Granddad. All right. This is your first grandchild. First grandchild, and we found out on Thanksgiving that um, our son and his wife are having a grandson as well. Oh my goodness! Y'all are growing quick. Yeah. So this is particularly cool so we had you had asked where we are in some of these projects and i'm notorious for taking on way too much and sometimes not getting near enough done mm-hmm. huh mm-hmm. yeah is that like a common thing <laughs> See, at here we this go. table <laughs> yeah, yeah. what i say we should launch another podcast <laughs> okay keep going sorry sorry yeah so and then we had alluded to laddie leather goods and um, i may have talked about the story my grandfather came over, um, or my grandparents from the Czech Republic, and his name was Ladislav. So they always called him Ladder Laddie, which is, in essence, where we've got the name Laddie Leather mm-hmm. Goods. 
So my son's middle name is Ladislav, and we were informed at Thanksgiving time that their son's name is going to be Theodore Ladislav. So mm-hmm. it's kind of an emotional so cool. tie that, mm-hmm. you know, what we're doing has relevance to these people's lives in mm-hmm. a sense that that's where the company name came from. Um, so from somebody I admire greatly, my grandfather, mm-hmm. and now generational from my son to my grandson. So it's given me a little poke in the ass to sure. <laughs> get things moving a little bit quicker. Um, you better um, make it work now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, no pressure. No pressure. Um, <laughs> But we've got a leather goods supplier now down in Missouri. We're just working on a few things. I need to get some different pieces of equipment. I've had a lot of requests from folks. Okay, to, so instead mm-hmm. of the blind being fabric, it would be leather? Nope. So we're doing oh. like women's leather totes, purses, backpacks. Oh, okay, because I thought that company. would be a I like lot your, I of I love leather. your thinking because that's that would be an upsell. That would be a huge upsell. I just didn't know if we are talking leather like... leather interior. <laughs> You're thinking about the Christmas <laughs> gift aspect of these blinds again, Morgan. <laughs> I was thinking really big here. Sorry. Yeah. You're talking, okay, purses. I was talking yeah. about leather blinds. Yeah. Okay. Leather. <laughs> the leather seats in the blind. Right? Oh. <laughs> That's extravagant. Sorry, that was super Gucci. I, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, the, maybe there's a market for it. I don't yeah. know. We're, we're going to have to explore that with the time I don't have. <laughs> right. <laughs> might have to find another leather company. They might run out. Bigger cows. <laughs> <laughs> Some buffalo. Well, that's cool. Yeah, it'll be fun. We've been um, we've been donating quite a few items for um my mom passed away breast cancer in 2015 and so it's Mm. you know you kind of think about those things because you had to watch somebody you love deeply go through that and so what i've done on social media just talking to folks it's a relatively common cancer for women Mm -hmm. of course it seems like most of the time on social media you'll see women post that they've go for their last chemo treatment you know in two weeks or three weeks mm-hmm. whatever it is yeah yeah yeah. so i've taken it upon myself at times to reach out to somebody in their friends group and say hey what about we have them send me your friends and their family send to my house cards of encouragement and then i take and i make a leather tote with pink thread on it and the, the, the pink emblem you know for breast cancer yeah. awareness on the inside on the pocket and then i fill these this tote with these cards of encouragement from their friends and I send it to the woman. How amazing is to, that? And and you think it's cool to get a, a an email from a, or a text from a guy right. saying the right. duck line's cool when you get a message from somebody that you really know from a distance saying thank you for doing that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it gets pretty emotional for uh, me. I'm an emotional guy. Yeah. Yeah. And to read oh that, gosh. that you actually made the difference or a difference sure. in someone's life yeah. was really neat. Wow. So and I, we will continue to do that. That's just something that we can give back. Some We can give back in a lot of ways. Yeah. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's monetarily. Sometimes it's in ways like this where yeah. we can just facilitate something that hopefully wow. makes somebody's day better. That's a, such a cool idea. So for any of your listeners wow. as well, I, I you know sometimes you hesitate to let people know because it can mm-hmm. have far-reaching consequences as far as how much time it takes. Right. And I fully expect that at some point we will be, have to pick and choose unfortunately, mm-hmm. which people we can send this to and which we can't. But until then, I, I do it as often as I can um, because it's enjoyable. Yeah, and it helps. Of course. It, it helps me feel good about my life sometimes and giving back to, to others. The handmade leather stuff is so cool, and that's, you know, it has so much more meaning 
you know, and like you said, when you're, when you're giving it as that gift, as a, some encouragement and so on and so forth, it's not just like something, somebody went and spent their money and bought something yeah. off the shelf. Like there's mm-hmm. a lot put into it. There is one thing interesting about leather goods versus duct blinds. If you screw up when you're building a duct blind, you can go pull the thread out and the whole kind of self mends itself and you can re-sew it. Mm-hmm. So we talked about before about having employees and things getting messed up. Well, when you screw up in the leather goods business, there's holes now poked in that leather mm. that don't self-mend. So you literally just throw that away mm. or potentially trim it down to a different piece yeah. on there. But it's a whole different deal. And so some of that's why leather goods is more expensive as well. Number one, durability. Everybody loves the smell mm-hmm. and the design work and things like that. Mm-hmm. But you, if you screw up, which we all do, it just gets tossed because you, nobody wants a seconds that's mm-hmm. got holes poked mm-hmm. you know, all yeah. in the leather. I bet your brain goes to like, what can I make with this little <laughs> tiny thing? Like yeah. earrings? You know, like you just start. Yeah. Just because you don't want to waste it. Yep. Ugh. So you're kind of starting with bags, purses. And are you going to kind of keep it condensed? Are you, you already looking at expanding into other products? Or are you going to make like sheaths for knives? Or yeah. I mean, there's so many different things you can yeah, do. Wait, cool hold, things. Make what? You know, like Say a whole it again? sheath. Oh, I thought you said sheets. <laughs> no, <laughs> leather like sheets. That <laughs> <laughs> and duck lines are not, <laughs> I not on the docket. I'm like, that is not what he said. I've never heard that sheath. That's a holder. Right. Okay. I don't know. know. I didn't know that term. Now you know. So when I can't be the only listener that when he said sheets, though, I'm a little curious what your where your mind went when he said leather sheets. Like Like you thought that was crazy. Yeah. But you didn't think it was crazy. We were going to build a duck line out of leather. (laughs) (laughs) I did kind of think it was crazy. It (laughs) just seemed little your guest. Man, seemed a little crazy, yeah. but Jeff, that's a dumb idea. I don't want to tell you, but I think it's a dumb idea. <laughs> Nobody gonna, wants a leather duck. I was log. gonna get behind it if yeah. you were doing it. <laughs> we're just gonna air it out over the <laughs> Gonna help Jeff. Why are work you shaking this. your head like uh, this? I'm, I'm just listening. <laughs> oh, I yeah, like it. Yeah. We're, we're getting somewhere. We're figuring things out here. Yeah, <laughs> but basically, you know, kind of the 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 normal, if you will. I mean, the leather goods industry is a sixty billion dollar global industry. Wow, it's huge. It doesn't take long to figure out. You just need a little piece of that, mm. and handmade type stuff. Yeah, with a story. I think that's where. As we go to Instagram and we go to the internet now and we look at people that are selling things or products, a lot of us are buying it because of the story. Right. Mm-hmm. That's where I find myself spending yep. money nowadays. Yep. Mm-hmm. As long as this, the quality of the product aligns itself yeah. with with the story as well. Yeah. But in general, American-made products have a great story and then they have a great quality about them as well. Mm-hmm. Was that hard to find that leather company? Um, I, I'd search. There's not very many. And trying to find a leather goods supplier that produces leather in the United States is, yeah, there's only four or five tanneries that I was able to find. Mm. Wow. And so, we're like right in the middle of cattle country. Yeah. Like, yeah. There, should, think there'd be there a, should be four or five yeah. down the street. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. if, we, hmm. uh, in our business, like leather patches, you know, on hats and stuff like that, man, that everybody mm-hmm. Everyone wants. Everyone loves them a leather patch hat and we can they're a dime a dozen i mean we can get them all over the place but the majority of them are uh imported or they're faux leather you know and right. people don't even realize 
So if you make something really cool, like with a leather patch hat, that you can have that whole story behind, mm -hmm. it's, I mean, that would be a home run. But telling the story as well, I think, Absolutely. is a big part yeah. of it. Because as you said, faux leather. I mean, mm -hmm. most consumers wouldn't even know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's it's our mission then to create content mm -hmm. that, that that educates people yeah. not only to what we have but what to look out for in other aspects because it's how whole industries get a bad name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what I would want to see, and I'm I'm sure people give you ideas all the time as far as leather goes, but um, the with guns in the outdoors. We've done so. Joel, our son, got involved in trap shooting this past season. So we're it'll be season number two coming up, and we're kind of getting everything ready for that. But we go to some different competitions, and there's some people set up where they're making all the stuff for trap shooting out of leather. So it's mm -hmm. like your your holster for your box of shells, um, or your bag, you know, that's going to hold your spent shells or whatever, mm -hmm. and all that handmade. And they'll stamp the kids' names on them and stuff like that. That's super cool. And then with like. Um, Rifles, uh, slings, yeah, which I need. Oh, yeah. I've been trying to find one for mine. Yep. And these lever guns. I don't know if you've looked into all the leather that they're doing on these lever lever guns. So they make like these. I guess you would call it a sheath that goes around the lever, the lever mm -hmm. itself. Yeah, and then holders on the back of the stock that'll hold rounds. Yeah, things like that. That stuff is so cool. I've been trying to find one yeah. for my gun. I just can't find anybody around. Like I see them online. There's a couple people making them here and there, yeah. but you can't really get a hold of them and. There's this uh, company out of Missouri that now I'm going to run into them again at the Deer and Game Expo where we met. You know, mm -hmm. we yeah. ran into each other. Um, I think they're by the name of Shamrock. Okay. Um, but they, they make, and I bet they're using the same tannery because they're out of Missouri. Yeah. And they make all that stuff mm. for knives, guns, accessories, all that stuff. I think there's a, a lot of demand for that kind of stuff. I mean, the stuff, lines but... are just so long at these trap meets for mm, kids that, for that want that. Mm -hmm. And Joel's talked about, and we're like, dude, you're like 20th in line. We're going to be here <laughs> all again, day. And again, like, like when it comes to like shooting sports, as an example, you know, hunting, the outdoors, most of what we're doing has some kind of backstory. Mm -hmm. You know, where'd your gun come from? Was it grandpa's gun? Was it dad's gun? You know, what have you done with it? What what was that hunt like that you took yeah. it out with? You know, I mean, there's all this yeah. story. So when you build up all your accessories, too, when you're out there trap shooting, that all have this cool story yeah. behind them. I mean, it's yeah. kind of all part of the deal. Well, that's a favorite, you know, your favorite place to visit is like your uncle who has a story for every little thing, mm -hmm. you know, in his man cave. Mm -hmm. You know, th those are the cool places and people that you like to visit. I got a, you're talking about people pitching them ideas from mm -hmm. others. I got another great, terrible idea. Oh, We're going to tie gosh. a lot of things together here. We've talked about here sheets, okay. duck lines. Okay, so like okay. when you do have a gaff or a goof, you know, and you, you accidentally poke some holes in a piece of leather, you're like, well, we're going to throw that out. Don't. Recycle it as a patch, send it to Ben, and then there'll be a legit pop up, and you'll see the holes going through it. So you know that was a goof up with pop up, and you, yep. can, you call it upcycle or something uh, catchy. Pop up, blind, upcycle, and you'll get a legit hat that you know. As crazy as it sounds, I, I was down at GH Decoy last year with my dad going through the factory, and they've got missed shoots, right? It's where they shoot the, the plastic into the mold, and they don't have enough plastic or it wasn't whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And they've got these decoys that are half there and then all the plastic that's crap around it mm -hmm. and i grabbed i grabbed one from them because i'm going to make a cool um light because you can see around where they're just going to i'm going to put some led lights behind and put them on a board and then give it to them at some point but i said you guys could probably make more money selling odd stuff like this than yeah. you know, decoys it yeah it's yeah. the world we live in again there's yeah. a story and where did this come from yeah. and 
how does it fit into my life? It's so it's, true. It's really neat. I think a lot of people too have kind of gotten away from like everything being perfect. Yes. Because if it's not perfect, it yeah. automatically tells that story that yeah, this was hand done. This was character. 500 mm-hmm. punched out at a time or right. whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Not a factory overseas did this. Yeah. Jeff's hands did that. Yeah. So then the, you would catch a whole nother wave of shit, people giving you shit when they see that patch on the hat. Mm-hmm. Just, just yeah. what I need. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> More of your DMs filling up. More shit. <laughs> <laughs> Told you it was a bad idea. Yeah. No, it sounds cool, though. The leather business, I'm glad to hear that um, more is coming along with it. Definitely keep us uh, I in know, mind. You've always, like, you're always searching out leather stuff. I think it's cool. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah sure. if you go to Instagram, there's a lot of folks, and, and, and we'll do everything with the sewing machine, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of people hand-stitching stuff, which is fascinating to me um, to watch that take yeah. place because they punch the holes and then... They just literally hand stitch it, which wow. is a whole different deal. Sure. Takes yeah. a lot of time. Yeah. But I mean, this, the number of followers some of these guys have on Instagram blows my mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know they're making a living doing that. Yeah. yeah. Out of a studio, much like we're sitting in. Yep. I think a lot of those guys, too, you know, when we talk about small business, um, and that's a struggle that I've had with our small business, too, is like, at what point do you just kind of stay true to what you're doing and, you, and you're kind of like, you're hitting that ceiling, like, you can't, you're not going to be able to get any bigger if you're going to maintain that kind of authenticity. You know what I mean? Or do you then figure out how to expand and do stuff more in, in bulk and at bigger capacity and so on and so forth, but lose a little bit of the authenticity? You know, it's like there's a struggle there as a, as a small business owner. It's a huge struggle for most people. It's yeah. not for me, and I'm not because I'm better than anybody else. I yeah. have no desire to have 20 employees I don't care if it made me $300 million a year. I have no desire internally to To do do something like that. None. I just want to be in my barn sewing left alone to do what I want to do. When's enough enough, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, as we're younger, we all think, gosh, if I could have just made $30,000 a year, I would be set for life. Yeah. Yeah. And now you look (laughs) and go, oh, uh, my Lord, if I only made $30,000, there'd be problems. (laughs) Right. Right. But I think as – Again, that we're, we kind of get sucked into ways of the world, right? And we can talk about faith if you wanted to or whatever you mm-hmm. want to deal. But those are ways of the world, and we all get sucked into them. You know, if we're producing 5,000 T-shirts a week, how do we get to where we can produce 7,000? Because mm-hmm. that's our level of success. That's how we measure success. When instead saying, can I produce 5,000 T-shirts a week? And free up my time to go do what I want to do in the mountains of Colorado, which mm-hmm. is ultimately what puts a smile on our face. Yeah. Right. So how do we get to the point where we can produce enough and, and rein ourselves in and say, okay, I've, I've produced enough or I'm making enough. Now I can go enjoy life. Mm-hmm. And the older I get, 53 this year, the older I get, the more apparent it becomes to me. It, it just clear, – the clarity is amazing. Mm-hmm that I could care two shits less about making tens of millions of dollars and having five houses around the country Mm -hmm. and a jet airplane. Would it be cool? Of course. I'm as capitalistic as anybody in in Nebraska or or the United States of America. But at the same time, I realize that that's not where my happiness lies. Mm -hmm. My happiness lies in taking myself or my family or friends to some place and just hanging out and having conversations. God, it's so true. And that's what I think. I wonder if it's as your kids get older, because, you know, we have a couple older kids where you're like, mm-hmm. 
the time being together and it's not really about where the t- where it's how much money's being spent it's mm. just you know what i mean the and, time but we live in a world that we need it i mean well, i don't yes, i don't know absolutely. where the line mm-hmm. i don't know where know the either. line is yeah i know yeah. yeah but if you know if we just take some of the busyness out of our lives and we just look at it and and acknowledge that there is a line somewhere maybe blurred a little bit mm-hmm. but when's enough enough yep i don't know i don't know yeah well i agree and you brought up a point, and I think it ties into this somewhere, somehow, where you don't have enough time to hunt. <laughs> like, right. But you love to hunt, and you're actually making hunting blinds. Like, uh, you brought up Duck Dynasty, and that was a quote from Phil Robinson, you know, and he's a spiritual guy, um, where he was talking about how Willie took it over, and he's go, 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 doing all these conventions, and he blew it up to where it was. And his older son, Jace, was like, I don't want to do that because if I do that, then I don't have enough time to make opening day a duck season every year. And Phil's like, yeah, I agree with Jace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. yeah. But without Willie, they wouldn't have their empire. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. where is that line? The the reality, I think, for all of us is we will know where that line was when we're laying – if we're not taking from this life instantly, meaning in a car accident or some type of accident. Mm-hmm. But if any of us are laying um, – you know, in our deathbed per se, or dying from an illness or something, we will have plenty of time to think about this and know where that line was. I mm-hmm. think the whole key is to know where the line is now yeah. and not have to look back and go, I wish I would have. So true. Okay. I think a lot of yeah. what, what I've seen with a topic like that or any kind of other topics, like what, what it is you do for work, do you run your own business, do you work for someone, you know, whatever, that I've realized is that you don't, it, it's not, it's just not the same for everybody. Just flat out isn't. And there isn't one single answer that says, this is where the line is. Mm-hmm. This is what everybody should, should realize. Yeah. Like when you talk about that Duck Dynasty family, you know, for, for Willie, he, has a completely different goal and things that, that yeah, he's wired to give him satisfaction mm-hmm. than Jace, you mm-hmm. know, and it just is what it is. It's okay. Each one has that different, yeah. you know, yeah, it's not wrong. Yeah. No. If, yeah, if somebody wants to make $10 million a, a day and, and, and go for it, chase mm-hmm. that dream. Mm-hmm. That's not who I am. And that's yeah. what I'm saying is yeah. we need to all in retrospect, mm-hmm. look internally and somehow say, that's not what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, of course, everybody's, just no different than us. We choose to make blinds in America. Yeah. Everybody else has decided it's better for them to make things overseas. Mm-hmm. If there, if pop-up blind is ever made anywhere other than the United States of America, I no longer own the company mm-hmm. because I, I would literally shut the business down and find something else to do before I would have it made overseas. Yeah. It's the line I've drawn. And right, that's okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's important. It's important to know those things uh, about yourself, like you said, and then stick with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty easy to get pulled away. We're tempted oh, anyway, yeah. oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> because yeah. because everybody else is out hunting, and I'm sitting here making. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I got all my orders done. Got the container last month. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, it's a different world, and I, you know, I, a lot of them folks have become friends in the industry mm-hmm. and yeah. do that kind of stuff, and 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 use that business model, if you will. Good for them. Yeah. We can still be friends. Right, right. Yeah. 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 yeah it's just different. Still be that's friends but want different that's things. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So yeah. true. So. Cool. All right. So uh, do, is there a, like a website we could send people for the leather goods or we're not quite there yet? Not quite there not yet. Not quite there no, yet? No, no. Okay. Um, still hammering that out? Yeah, I would say by, by uh, 
by middle of next year. You know, you want to hit that. That that will be a Christmas item, of course. Okay. So um, cool. You know, being able – and one of the reasons we're doing this is because we would like to have a way to build inventory of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we can go somewhat enjoy life. It's never a, a solution to everything, as you know. You know, you can build inventory. Build, do you build too much? Do you not build too much? Whatever it is. But mm-hmm. I, I want to be able to go to the shelf, pull off something, send it to them. And when we're out, we're out. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it, yep. it is what yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. You're in a unique place with the, those custom duck blinds where yeah. made to order every single one of them. And that's yeah. why they work so well. Yeah. So. I think um, with our audience as well, we've, there's definitely, uh, it's the right audience for that category that you're, that you're dealing with. Um, so if there's anything that we can help with, just definitely let us know when you guys get around to it. I think I, I know folks, including myself, would be excited to get their hands on some of those things. Yeah. And I like the small, um, the small offering. It's like a, it's like a really good barbecue joint, you know, like when it runs out, it's out. Sorry, bud. You know, <laughs> if we're done at 11, yeah. we're done at 11, yeah. you yeah. know, last plate went out 15 minutes. Right. Right. Yeah. Do, right. you, do you follow the Montana knife company by chance? A little bit. And I've heard more and more about them lately. Holy cow. Yeah. I mean, have you followed them? Hmm. No. no. So I, I, I'm, I'm going to get the timeline wrong, but I'm going to say two years ago, roughly, they started doing knife drops um, with a couple of employees, Josh Smith, out of his garage. And, I mean, they, they've been on Fox News. I mean, they've been mm-hmm. all over the country. I mean, it's it's blown up to something unbelievable for them guys. And it's the story, right? In Montana, they build, obviously, a quality product. But yeah. they do a knife drop on a Thursday. I don't know if anybody knows how many that is, but if there's 300, as soon as the 300 sell out, they're done. Yeah. Um, I think ideally that's not the business model most people want. They'd like to, and they've even said they want to build inventory of stuff. But mm-hmm. at this point, they build them. <laughs> and they sell. They sell. I mean, literally in seconds. I mean, the oh, website is we'll shut down. Them. Yeah. Montana Knife Company. It's, yeah. Wow. Uh, they have heard a lot of really good things about them. You know, they've Origin, um, Origin USA mm-hmm. in Maine, if you've seen Origin stuff, mm-hmm. um, with boots and, and, and jeans and Jocko. Jocko, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, the, yeah. The, all of his stuff. I mean, all these are, I mean, that's a 10-year-old company. And to look, you know, they've got 500-some employees. Again, not something I want to do, but I admire those folks mm-hmm. that have said, we started this business in a garage, you know, and now here we are. We've got factories in two different locations or three different locations in the United States, and um, they're, they're doing it with the American supply chain, with the cotton grown in America and all these things. Mm-hmm. that. That's cool. That is yeah. to me. That is really cool yeah. because somebody said the only way we can do this is overseas, and that's not the case. Yeah, Mm-mm. that's not the case at all. Right, it takes a little bit more work to do in America, and you make absolutely. Unfortunately, you make less money yep. because your margins aren't as good. But everybody thinks you're making more money because you're charging mm-hmm. more. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. And th- there's another educational process for your listeners because. <clears throat> Because someone's making stuff overseas doesn't mean they're making less money. The reality is, is they're getting it made for less and they're mm-hmm. charging more. more. And and again, that's their prerogative. It's not for me to say they shouldn't do that. Yeah. But the guy that's building stuff in America mm-hmm. is likely making less money um, than and dealing with more government regulations and all the other crap right. that he has to deal with as opposed to opening a container and getting it to where it needs to be. Well, it's all, I mean, simple economics and those kinds of things. I think most people probably understand, but, you know, around here, you can't pay anybody 
any less to do the most basic job than like $15 an hour, maybe 20. Yep. Uh, you know, you go to somewhere in China or whatever, and someone can make a really good living on two, mm. you know, and it's not like you're shortchanging them. They can make a really good living on two. Their stuff just costs less. Yeah. You know, it's just, that's, I mean, it's basic. Yeah. Um, the job creation too, I, I, God, that should be worth more. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When you're, when you have 20 employees or a hundred employees, what you're bringing to the table for the nation, for yeah. your local community, local economic development, uh, you know, just that alone should, it should be worth more. <laughs> you know, like, I think you're talking about the, the fuzzy good feelings. Yes, of course you get that. But for some reason we get taxed and beaten down. And it's like, no, just ship it all out, mm-hmm. fire everybody, have, have it made overseas. And as just a businessman perspective, monetarily, that would make the most sense. And it does yeah. in so many cases, but yeah. it's not, I, I'm it's, trying to figure out a way to say it's not right. It's tough. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, and, and again, we could have a podcast on this, yeah. but just doing business in the United States, as an example, what you're talking about, if I hire somebody in a different state, which I have multiple people that work for us in different states, mm-hmm. there's rules on the books that now I have to start charging every single person that buys something from me in that state sales tax, mm-hmm. where I didn't have to before. Yeah, because you don't have a presence there. Yeah, and, and I look at it and I go, hold on a second, you know, XYZ state. I am sending money to your citizen. You are collecting income tax on it. I am doing you a favor by hiring your citizen, and what you want to do is beat me down and, and make me have to collect more and pay more. Yep. It just there's a lot mm-hmm. of stupid rules like that that yeah. make it really hard. Yeah. Uh, that I don't know if any of that stuff's ever going to get fixed, but there's a lot of that kind of stuff going on. Sure is. Collect more and pay more, and it takes more time to now file mm-hmm. that paperwork and do yep. all of those Go. things. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. But again, these are things that business owners talk about that the average guy would be like, "Oh, get over it. You yeah. make way enough money." And right. um, and again, I don't. I don't know what the line is, but it's it, it gets to you. Um, well, but, it makes you think twice about hiring someone from another state. Like, sure. Why is it, mess is with it, it worth it? It yeah. makes you think twice about doing a lot of things that are really the right thing to do. Yeah. But it's that they're, yeah. gonna, they're just going to cost you more. Yeah. This could be a well, – I know we're kind of winding down here. Yeah. But I want to get your thoughts on this real quick because it's, it's shown the other side of the, the coin here. And um, we were talking about Bud Light. Mm-hmm. How they really had a gaff a few months ago, where they had uh, uh, Dylan Mulvaney. Uh, he's been a woman now for just over a year. He was on a, one of their celebrity cans, and that that company has kind of tanked. They've taken it really bad. And some some estimates are up to like twenty seven billion dollars. Could you imagine losing twenty seven billion dollars of shares out of your company? Crazy. Um, so in a it's being perceived as a last-ditch effort to try and bring Bud Light back. A lot of people are saying that brand is dead. Budweiser's fine. Bush Light's fine. Forget about Bud Light. You killed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they partnered with the UFC, the most manly, really? masculine <laughs> thing ever. And Dana White's on the— Because they spend a bunch of money, I bet. And, and Dana White's on this kick where he's, uh, he's pro-Elon Musk and all this, screw the woke community and this and that. And then he turns around and— um, Takes takes, takes money Light. from Bud Light, uh-huh. and they're their their key feature now. And he he's on a war path right now, saying 
Anheuser-Busch falls in line with more than any other client I've ever taken on as far as a sponsor. They employ thousands of United States Americans. They, uh, all their factories, everything is within the states. What they bring to the table economically to our nation doesn't compare to any other sponsor, you know, that I've had. Um, hmm. And there's a lot of truth to that. I mean, so like now it's like, oh my God! But I was I was beating the drum of haha Bud Light. He goes, think of all the jobs, the distributors, the guys that just deliver beer cans. You've seen those videos, where mm-hmm. you know I saw one. I was like, yeah, oh. a guy used to this take. I was like, please just buy this beer. Yeah, this is my job. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like he didn't I do, do anything feel bad wrong for nope. him. Yeah. So yeah. and so I, yeah, it really puts you in a, a spot there where you wouldn't think about that unless you heard it from a businessman that was loud and proud, like Dana White saying. Get off your high horse. Anheuser-Busch does more for our nation than than some of these other companies that we've advertised with in the past. Mm-hmm. So, but it's always hard because you you almost feel like you're giving them a pass at that point. Can you do yeah. Can you do any wrong? We're all we all have to answer for those decisions we make. And yeah. yeah, to your point, the the guy that's delivering the beer and and there's so many people. I mean, that decision was probably made by uh, a handful of folks. Five people affected that whole company. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was right. Yeah, so. I, He's right. Dana White's right. But at the same time, you just feel like, yeah, you're giving them a free pass to do whatever they want to do um, in, in some regards. I've told uh, some of my friends because we talk about that kind of stuff all the time. And I saw where they weren't announcing. I think they're going to be part of the Super Bowl and they've mm-hmm. got the yeah. halftime show and they've got yeah. all these big things coming. And I told my buddies, I said, that's the sad uh, state of of social causes and, and business and whatever in the United States is that – all it takes is some money. Yeah. Throw some money just, at it. Yeah. Yeah, just, I don't know. Just throw a bunch of money at it, and then everything's okay. I was I was watching an interview about college football, and it was very prominent that he had a bunch of Bud Light cans in front of him, and like my gears were just grinding. I'm like, get those cans out of the shot, <laughs> you know. But they were put there for a reason. Well, and they paid they paid to have I, them put oh, there. Oh, I know, Probably I know. Just, the back and forth yeah. just always gets oh, yeah. me. Yeah, it's wild. But yeah, man. Um, it's good to have you back, Jeff. It was fun to get caught, get caught back up. Um, yeah, if people want to find you, email you, or you just want to su- supply I, them I, with your phone number. Don't find me. Okay, okay. <laughs> don't find Jeff. Okay. Like Montana his company is here. Yeah. His company is Pop Up Lines, but don't call, don't find him. Call Farm Focus and order some stuff. <laughs> good luck finding Jeff. <laughs> you guys are on. Social media, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Social you media, about that. Yeah, yep. pop up blind company and pop up blind anything with yes. pop up blind. So yeah, yeah it's uh, it's good. Um, Very cool. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> as things progress with Laddie Leather Goods, um, I love that, that name. Know, That's so cool. I think it's a story again. You know, of, uh, of a sure. uh, Czech immigrant, and I mean now you know multiple generations in uh-huh. America. So. That's on us to yeah, expose that story. Yeah, when that's up and running, you'll have to come back. Yeah, yep. I'm sure we'll be talking more about that. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Very yep. cool. Very cool. Well, thanks for coming cool. again. Yeah. Grandpa. Fun yep. stuff. Congratulations, yeah. man. Are you yep. called Grandpa or Papa? or? Um, I don't know yet. Um, <laughs> he, doesn't you're, you're he doesn't talk. Well, I know, but... <laughs> Okay, you're... smart ass. Have your kids not told you what they're going to call you? I... Okay, wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. I I'm... Either your wife or your kids are going to tell you what you're called. Correct. Yes. You'll yeah. just you don't wait. know yet. I, I yeah. don't know yet. I'm okay. not, I've right. been working in the barn. It's been, uh, well, mm. it's two weeks tomorrow, I guess. All right, is. kids. If you're going to listen to this, you better tell them. Pony up, yeah. Yep. yep. <laughs> Give them a name. Very cool. Well, congratulations, Jeff, and thanks for hopping Thank back you. on. Yep. All right. Yeah, man, we appreciate it. All right. Anything Grandpa. else? Nothing else? Nope. You guys good? Okay. All right. Peace. Close it out. See ya. <laughs>